Disco Grim After Dark, starring John and Danny. Man, what a great book. Hey guys, welcome to Grim After Dark. Uh, my name is John. We are the Frontline Gaming Network's weekly interview show where we hit the high points of the last week in the Warhammer community, talk to the best players and content creators from around the world about the one thing we all love, Warhammer. Uh, this week, we welcome Taylor back to the show as we asked him simply, uh, can he surmise the entire Horus Heresy series in 45 minutes? An easy task, no doubt, um, but it'll be easy to follow, informative, and there will be very little to no screaming whatsoever uh, throughout this entire uh, presence. So I'm excited for that. You guys should be too. Um, my co-host today needs some introduction. Uh, he's part of a giant international scheme by the 40K Illuminati to not let him play in any army other than ADMAC. Um, it's Danny McDivitt. Danny, how are you doing? John, I'm doing uh, a hearty medium. A hearty medium? A hearty medium, yeah. Well... Good news, Black Templars are up for uh, pre-order uh, with their yeah. limited edition box seen here, of course. This uh, beautiful pre-order that we have for Black Templars. Wonderful. And then we'll pick up. <laughs> I'm going to take that down real quick before we violate some terms of service. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I was going to harangue you for, uh, for saying that the Black Templars book was good before we started. Ask you where your morals were. And then call you a giant shill, but uh, you know what? I'll just settle with. Uh, man, we're just starting off strong with these dildo jokes today. I made. I did not make the joke at all. I just threw. Up, someone else even threw up a picture, so I can take out no credit. Danny, you've had some time to look over the new supplement. Uh, we do see some of the new vows here um, for the new Black Templar book. Of course, we have Thought Patrol, uh, Furry Abomination, yeah. some White Knighting, Vow of Celibacy. Uh, Danny, where is your favorite vow? Uh, what is actually the passion to that vow? Oh, okay. So <laughs> the vow of celibacy, uh, the passion <laughs> for, sure. for that is involuntary. involuntary. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. That, that one, it's pretty self explanatory. Um, uh, as long as your models have uh, head coverings, i.e., fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> they get so, they get plus one to hit in combat. Um, the disadvantage, of course, is that you have to model your army with fedoras. So that, that's fair. <laughs> oh yeah, and or, the celibacy. Don't forget yeah. the celibacy. Um, of course, uh, furry abomination being the other the awful one, uh, where not only your your passion there is that you're not allowed into uh, polite society ever again. Uh, <laughs> is the only thing worse than a black templar. Um, Danny, uh, but but the supplement looks pretty good. Um, we, we did talk about it uh, earlier on on something else completely different, but it just seems to be already doing what Marines do, but better, I think, is a general consensus coming back. Um, yeah, I think I think it's one of the better Marine supplements. I, well, it's probably pretty middle of the pack, I would say. Uh, it's still good. Like, nothing wrong with it. It's still Marines. Um, but it's I don't think it's going to tear up the world. I don't know that it's as good as, like, Dark Angels or White Scars. Or Death Watch, uh, probably not even Iron Hands. I would say Iron Hands is probably better. But that—that's like, I would say that's like a medium. Like, uh, like that puts it firmly in the middle. I think it's better than Blood Angels and Space Wolves. I like um, how you say it's firmly in the middle, but it's not better than. And then you list every other Marine supplement apart from two. Yeah. So <laughs> the other ones, John. Oh, here. No, I'll be very. I'll just let you know. We'll be. Uh, We'll be very thorough. So I think it's probably better than uh, Salamanders. Um, oh, I, I think it's exactly. better than Imperial Fair. Fists. Yeah, Fair. do I have to yeah. keep going? I mean, because I can keep yeah, going absolutely. if you want. Uh, right. I mean, you could. It ruins my joke completely, but that's one of the reasons you're here for this. That's, so one, that's one of the that reasons part. why I do the things yeah. that I do, John, is to ruin yeah. your jokes. <laughs> that's fair. <sighs> if you can even call them jokes. That, that, that's the hard part there. I yeah, try. that's fair. I try so medium sometimes, uh, and it never really ends up working out. Now you know this. Now you know my secret, John. Always try medium. <laughs> um, so, Danny, another thing: Warhammer actually leaked into another uh, Reddit community. 
Um, we're seeing kind of as GW gains popularity and as the license is given to like any company showing a bit of knee on the corner of, of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, <laughs> I saw this post here on the Titanfall subreddit, um, which is just kind of like the simple joke where it says my current main and then a picture of a giant Titan. Uh, my favorite part would be the top comment here that says, is this Warhammer? The only thing I know about Warhammer is something about Hulk Hogan fighting the devil in a cathedral in space or something. Um, I thought this was like <laughs> a very appropriate comment for a Taylor episode. Yeah. Um, but it's a very unique description of what Warhammer is. Uh, what would you tell this person, Danny, if they came up to you and they were like, hey, Warhammer, that's just Hulk Hogan fighting the devil in a cathedral in space. There's a lot of Hulk Hogan's and that's what you need to understand because they're always yelling brother. So like <laughs> <laughs> they are God, that's so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> the final primaris implant is the removal of the top part of the hair. <laughs> it's that tasteful bald spot. That's why so many Marines shave their heads. Yeah. And the rip away carapace armor. I like the black chest. Oh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> the black carapace, hey. fully optional. <laughs> but preferred by many. Um, AdMech are coming out of the weekend with an unheard of 77% win rate. Uh, I think we've come across this defining picture of Warhammer in 2021. Um, Danny, how aft is the game right now? Uh, medium. Me, me no, it's like it's not the worst like the, there's just some offenders and they need to be brought down uh that's a pretty crazy win rate um i would say uh i'd like to see context on that and how they actually finished i still feel like Drukari is worse than admech but I, i'm probably well, biased we're kind of coming out of the um, weekend where the the facts that, that were coming out was for like gt major level events the winner was uh admech Drukari, or nothing oh okay i don't know i didn't honestly I didn't really pay attention to what the what the uh, what the scores were this weekend. I, I was right. I was too crazy busy. Um, so but, yeah, we're... yeah. So what was it like? BFS and Michigan GT, and those are both yeah. won by Dark Eldar, right? Yep. Yeah. And like I said a few others with Admac, and I said I think we're kind of coming to like a crux of an edition where um, so a lot of people just aren't having fun. Uh, I'm just so... surprised we didn't see any orcs win. To be honest with you, I think that that list is really really good. Uh, but it is is it just... quite as good when it comes up against say so many flyers or so many um yeah. blocking things perfect yeah. so i think <laughs> I do. The, the thing to really take <laughs> away from this here is just be better orc players why are we complaining about only two different factions winning gt level events when we could be complaining about three different three. factions yeah get good losers. get good orc <laughs> players geez um and speaking of that moving on to our final joke uh, an old favorite are we looking for more frontline gaming majors uh the new orleans open is coming and tickets are selling fast uh, new orleans promises to be a huge event uh so big in fact that every host from signals from the front line is going to be in attendance and available wow. for you to beat uh seth here shown creating his army list for his next event um <laughs> is going to be here uh and as always grim after dark offers you uh the flgn listener that guarantee that if you beat seth and humble him appropriately uh, mm -hmm. we will email you an unfilled out certificate of completion uh or certificate of appreciation i'm sorry uh for humbling seth and you yep. just need to let us know you can let us know at 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 GrimdarkFLGN on Twitter. Uh, that is where you can see all the pictures that we use to make fun of things this week. That is where you can let us know that you uh, humbled Seth and also let us know what you thought of this week's Signals of the Frontline, which uh, weekly is a great show despite Seth. Danny, why don't you take it away and introduce our guest for this week? Okay. Um, well, we've had him on once or twice before, unfortunately. Um, and uh, now he's coming to us live from some kind of a construction zone. Um, so, uh, we're happy to have him as always. We have Taylor joining us tonight. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Uh, I, uh, just really just all around, uh, you know, construction happens. I'm here. That's not good. Um, really. 
Yeah. I don't know okay. what else to say there, honestly. Great. Sorry for ruining it, everybody. My oh, no. I started ruining that like 12 minutes ago when we started. Yeah, it's dude. fine. You're way behind the curve on that. <laughs> oh, well. Just wait. I'll be explicit. I'll try to not be. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm here. We're doing so- it. We, we have you on to, to very, uh, the idea is uh, you and Tanner, of course, the, the aforementioned Lord Bros. Right. Um, we're going to be talk, taking us through Siege of Terra, which is the, the latest Black Library series, uh, kind of covering True. the events of the Horus Heresy from um, their yeah. arrival in Uranus um, to yeah. the, the kind of the death of the Emperor, uh, spoilers, um, at the end of the siege. So we're like, what a better person to have on and tell us about all 50 plus books in the Horus Heresy series in less than an hour than Taylor. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's me. Uh, my significantly sexier half is not here today. I'm sorry. You're stuck with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, also, I'm pretty sure we're up to 69 or 70 books. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. For the Heresy currently. Hey, wait, Taylor. Are you, when you say your sexy other half, you're talking about Tanner, not your actual wife, right? Really, my okay, wife cool. is gone. Okay, just yeah, checking. Yeah. Uh, Tanner is is you know, I think he's the heart and soul of whatever we do here. Um, <laughs> From that one time you guys did it together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yes, fantastic! Correct. Um, so yeah, uh, I'll I'll try. I'll heck yeah. I'll, I'll do it real big. So um, hey, that's what we do every week. So you're just you're, you've got to do it. Big. You're on the team. So so <laughs> let's just go like alphabetically by release. Alphabetically doesn't oh make God. sense. That's a word. <laughs> no, no, I want to go alphabetically by release. I think that's the way to go. I feel like this sucks. I have so much, so much more math to do in my head now. It's crazy. Um, okay. But yeah, the Horus Heresy was kind of like uh, the the big breakout series from Black Library that really kind of like legitimized um, GW and, and a lot of the the eyes on what they're doing. Dan Abnett came in and kind of wrote the first book, um, like, and he was like a super big, uh, famous sci-fi writer coming in and doing this. And uh, he came in with Horus Rising as a way to kick it off, sort of very briefly, obviously. Uh, Tell us about Horus Rising. So I'm not going to lie. The first three books are so amalgamated in my brain. I actually have no idea where one begins and the others end. So uh, to, to start off, uh, Loken was there when the Emperor died. Lamau got him. Haha, XD. Here's a three-chapter joke, essentially. Um, good. We did it. The Emperor died. We got him. But it was a different one. So, you know, it's fine. Uh, what else? Um... Loken gets inducted into the Mournival. They have like a moon thing going on, which makes sense because, you know, the Mournival, that sounds kind of like moon. I assume that's why. I don't actually know. Um, the Luna Wolves are <laughs> not yet. Wolf? Yeah, exactly. The Luna Wolves are not yet the Sons of Horus. That's the bad version of them. Uh, they're not yet that. So he does the moon pool thing and he and Abaddon, little Horus, knacks him into like, cool, do the secret handshake. You're our best friend now. Um, what else? I have. Okay. I'm so glad I, hit I, high hmm? I, I like the idea that the Mornaval is just like a group of six year olds at preschool who've decided to be best friends for life. Like, yeah, that's so, kind of my takeaway from this. I mean, they, they have the secret handshake. They all trade Pokemon cards. They all burn bugs, the magnifying glass. They all they do it all. It's fine. Um, they, they all trade pogs. That's what they trade. Ah, pogs. Progressive yeah. Rock Champ. That's what they play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Pog. <laughs> In they didn't sense, find yeah. the STC for Pokemon cards, just the STC for Pogs. That's yep. how it okay. happens there. I, I heard Abaddon say Pog. I heard it myself. I was there. Um, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> there the day, day Abaddon, Abaddon said Pog. <laughs> yeah. So that's our uh, initial trilogy here. It comes together. Cool, we did it. Uh, we have our best friend <laughs> group together. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. Our best friend um, group comes together. Um, Abaddon is like Pog, and then uh, Istvan dies. Well, so Horus gets corrupted first, and he's like, he got, he gets stabbed by a small man with a with a poisonous thinger jinger, and there's a whole scene about it, and who cares, whatever. Um, thinger jinger, by the way, is not a metaphor for penis. I just want to put that out there. No, it was literally the, a knife. That's the athanathanema. Athanathanema? Amathanema. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's, uh, so that's, gets, the, that's the correct pronunciation. Right. You're, you're, so he was like one... 
one benefit of mob rules is is that afterwards we can go and title the episodes afterwards, and I would absolutely call this one anathema. Uh, that's like a peak <laughs> title right there. So the big frog man anathema is uh, Horus, and Abaddon is like, oh no, this is sub pog. What do we do? And then Erebus, I believe, God is uh, sure. like, well. Yeah. Yeah, we got to take him to Davin 4. I don't know if that's a Star Wars place, but Davin 4. And the Davin 4 people are like, yeah, we got that magic stuff. We do magic here. We're going to take you to the Brotherhood of the Snake. And <laughs> we're gonna... I, do, I do love the part like where like Horus has been stabbed by a knife. Oh, no, what should we do? Let's take him to a magical cave in a different planet. Yes. The brother. The, the Medicaid is right here. No, no, no. no. Magical no, it's cave. it's not working. It's not working. They got his body and they're work. fucking, they're rushing through the hallways and some guy gets in their way and they just step on him. It's fine. So they take him to the Davenport and they're like, yeah, we're going to heal the man. We're going to give him the big vision. He's going to not fall to chaos, we promise. And like, what does that even mean? I don't know what a chaos is. And they're like, shut up and put him in the big cave. And so they put him in the big cave and then the big four big demons in the sky are like, you know what sucks? <laughs> taxes you should you should betray the emperor and he's like whoa yeah taxes uh, do suck through the t uh out right. of out of the battle cruisers so what That's i'm saying really here theft. yeah what i'm saying here is uh the first three books are horace's journey to becoming a libertarian that's the whole thing <laughs> so then it moves yeah. on. Like, and obviously, cool. we're going to skip some of the less important ones here, uh, like anything involving a dark angel. But after this, it moves yeah, we're gonna on. To talk about of... We're going to the... talk about damnation of Pythos. Flight of Flight of the Eisenstein comes. So if like, oh if, if if the first trilogy is like Horus becoming a libertarian, what would Flight of the Eisenstein be? That's oh, I can't say that on live TV. Um, oh, what God. about live YouTube? Maybe Twitch oh, or Facebook. I think that's probably worse. I don't know, man. Um, if you could uh, type so, it. I could type it, yeah. The, uh, the Flight of the Eisenstein is um, oh, yeah, one man. Yeah, yeah, I can't definitely say can't say that. It's his uh, uh, one man and his merry band of friends. And they're like, <laughs> oh, man, taxes are good, actually. We should not betray the emperor. Um, and also, wow, <laughs> it's fun. Sucks. Holy. Oh. <laughs> and so they run away from that. <laughs> Um, we have a no gangster's reason. pair of dice in chat letting us know that Flight of the Eisenstein is Rush, uh, Rush Hour 2. Not Rush Hour oh. 1, uh, but Rush is, Hour 2. Is Jackie Chan in that one? Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know what movies I don't know he's, what movies are. He's the Rush part, and then um, oh. uh, the other guys. The hour are. is the, the length of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. The lore is making sense now. I'm absorbing knowledge. Um, okay, so yeah, so basically it's like, man, this heresy stuff is cringe. Oh god, it's not just the four, it's it's all of them, it's all nine. Oh god. And so a death guard and his other death guards, they leave, they they simply leave. Uh and they tell Dorn, and Dorn is like, oh, what? boy, what did you just say to me? And then he uh, he, just, he just beats him up for a little bit, and he's like, no, I promise it's true. And he's like, mm, I'll believe you this time. And then I guess the heresy is confirmed. Uh, I think there's a bug monster in that one. I'm not really oh, yeah. sure. I read, Rogor. Yeah. yeah. I read that one like four years ago. I yeah. I, barely, I barely even know where I am. So, Quality. I can, so after this, I, so we I, have... Heresy happens to Istvan, and Danny, jump me in if I'm going to They go to the moon. No, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah. heresy happens, Istvan. Istvan, flood of them. Both of them. All of them, all 17 of them. And then they go tell people, hey, there's a heresy happening now. And the guy's like, oh, Horus. And then after that, we we move on to Fulgrim, uh, where one of the Primarchs gets like a a Chucky-like doll toy uh, Mm. from Child's Play. So Fulgrim, the book is, uh, it's basically, I don't know, like four hours of nothing, nothing at all. And then five minutes of existential orgy level violence. Um, and I guess some Terminators die. I don't know. The note of the Megal- Mergata, the Magna, 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 Magna is there. That happened. 
Uh, it's basically just the uh, Denver Children downfall, and it's not really like a fall. It's not like there's no slope here. It's just like they get to the edge and they just hurl themselves off the cliff into yeah. the chaos. Did you, and I know like this is probably going to take away from some of the later books. Did yes. you use your skills? Please describe uh, the fall um, as it happens uh, in the theater. There. Go. <laughs> just like All the right. Black Templars, as you can see. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> sure. What happens? We find a sword. Okay, we're on this snake planet, and there's like a bunch of floating islands. We find the sword, and the sword is like, man, it'd be really cool if you just like betrayed all your values, did a bunch of evil or whatever. And they're like, whoa, mm. I don't know what you're saying to me, sword, but it sounds good. I like, I like the cadence of the voice. This is Coming so appealing to me right now. True. This is so cool. Uh, and then I don't know. They take a bunch of drugs. We cut off Island's face and his head, both of them at the same time. And then Fabius is like, I'll fix you up, but you're a stupid nerd. Um, and so he does that. He puts his head back on, and, and then he's like, you can do a big scream now. I've I've written the part where the scream is originated from. Have it. <gasps> and then, all right, so after they do, after Eidolon dies and then comes back to life, because Fulgrim is being a petulant little baby. Um, does that happen there? No, that's later, I'm pretty sure. That doesn't matter. Um, Keep going. It's gold. So, Are we talking got about it. the so, poop painting? Not, not yet. I was getting that. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. So in between all of that, there's a bunch of artist stuff, and who cares? They're writing songs. They're writing books. They're doing terrible poetry. They're taking pictures. Whatever artists do, nerd garbage. Um, one man decides to make a statue of the emperor in his uh, suite alone for a year. I love that guy. Um, and then Fulgrim is like, actually, marble statue. Actually, guys, we've reached the cliff. It's time to just hurl into the abyss now. And um, so the poop painting, as mentioned earlier, it's not just that. It's all no, it's, it's all the fluids that your body can produce, and they just jammed it into a bucket, and they put on the well, thing. No, the chick killed a guy, right? She killed yeah. that other artist. She lured him into, yeah, yeah. Her, into a room, slashed right. his throat, put him in a pot. Right. And then I think she must have been adding like her own. She was, yeah. Waste to yeah. it, yeah. Right. So it's not. It's, it's, I think it's painting out of that human soup. Right. It's not just him. <laughs> there's like a there's a bunch of other people that she threw into the big human soup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's a picture, a picture of Fulgrim, I believe, which comes up later in an extremely confusing <laughs> short story that I just simply will not mention. Um, and then Fulgrim, uh, he is like. So the so the, the my favorite part of the book is the guy with the emperor statue. He comes out of his room. He's like, "God, it's a it's a masterpiece. This is the sickest thing I've ever done in my life." And Fulgrim is like, "That's a statue of the emperor. Did you know that we're traitors now?" And he could just kind of like <laughs> gently picks him up and slowly <laughs> places him like torso first onto the statue. And I just think that's hilarious. It's he, he takes his time. He's like, "You put." Little baby, go up on the sword, and then he, well, he dies. He dies. Imagine you spend like eight months just perfecting your skills as a sculptor to make this right. beautiful statue out of this solid Dude. piece of endangered marble. And I was True. like, "Hey guys, we're traitors now. We hate the emperor." And you're like, "What do I do with this?" Well, like, right like you've been in your room. Like you're just you're not doing anything to anyone else. <laughs> you have no idea what's happening around you. You open the door. And like it's just full on chaos in the ship, right? Like, right? Like people are skinning each other. They're singing weird songs. They're doing a bunch of drugs. You know, chaos stuff. Uh, and then the Merigam de Vidlia happens, and you know, the Emperor's children reroll their wounds. I don't know. I honestly, that book is a fever dream. I barely remember it. Hey, talk about other stuff you barely remember. The next one of mine right. is sticking out here: uh, Thousand Suns. Uh, Thousand Sons. Oh. Thousand Sons is a pretty popular book. Listen, the only thing you need to know about Thousand Sons is Murder Make and Wet Leopard Growl. That's it. That's the whole book. <laughs> hey, Danny, could you, could, you could you translate what the hell that means? <laughs> so, <clears throat> and I don't know exactly what the veracity of this, but apparently uh, big cats like tigers can growl at an infrasonic level that terrifies people. And so I think Dan Abnett was trying to capture that in his writing that the space wolves were like growling at people um, yeah. and it was making them scared. Um, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't have said it 37 times. 
Yeah, was, yeah, it was way over. It was way, way overused. Uh, I did like have, the leather hats that the Space Wolves wore. Yeah, the horrible kit masks. Those are pretty cool. <laughs> so I just now no, have images of the Space Wolves landing on Prospero and Gim masks, like like some kind of extras from that horrible Cats movie. Just like, yeah, you're scared. I'm like, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, so just get a PDF of that book and just Control F wet, wet Leopard Growl. It's um, it's kind of a nightmare. It's horrible. I actually thought the book was pretty interesting outside of that, uh, but I frankly don't even remember what happened because it's completely overshadowed. It all my brain space for that book is taken up by Murder Make and Wet Leopard Grill. That's it. Also, Smiling Axe. I don't know. I, I think I don't know. Murder. I'm not really sure. But yeah, the Space Wolves do the big kill in the Thousand Suns. They deserved it. The, the, they were wrong. The follow-up to that book was better, I felt like, uh, from the Thousand Suns perspective. Yes, agree. That one is uh, uh, Prospero Burns, right? True. Yeah. Um, I, I do like that book more. Um, yeah. All I really remember from it is um, one of the magic boys, uh, he's doing a magic on his gun, and he's using it to clean it at a molecular level. And Armin yeah. is like, why? Why? Come on, man. You're making us look <laughs> just, real bad. Just clean it, bro. <laughs> just, like the tools are right there. You're making us look like real weirdos here. Like you're not helping us at all. I think that's and like then, the motto for the entire space, uh, Thousand Suns Legion is like, guys, you're, you're not helping. Yeah, you're really not making us look oh, good here. I hey, hate Thousand Suns. Uh, Peter mentions up. to us, we have Peter uh, the Falcon in the chat, unfortunately. Oh my god. And uh, <laughs> he says we have them reversed. Prospero Burns is the wolf one. A thousand oh. Suns is the uh, is the is the one about the Thousand Suns. That's fair. Uh, I I'm pretty sure show... he's wrong based on no facts or information. Um, yeah, I will not show. He's. I will sure not right. show any. I will not show any remorse or retract my, any of my statements. So, uh, Prospero Burns is the one where there's the uh, like there's the embedded agent that has yeah, like, yeah. Uh, right yeah yeah so yeah so he's like uh, he's a spy. Um, and there's a bunch Magnus. of. And then some Does he have stuff the happens. Space Wolf leather gimp mask too, or they offer him one and he wears it for a little bit, but he doesn't wear it the whole belt the whole time. I I think those are supposed to be like a physical manifestation of them considering themselves like the Emperor's headsmen. Like it's like an I think so. Kind of. I, yeah. I don't know. I believe so. They're wrong when they say that, but they they're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, think that. I mean, they can try. I'm glad they did. they're they're allowed. I feel the Emperor would have told them to stop. Be like, guys, look, we're doing this to honor you. I'm like, guys, take off the gimp mask. This does nothing for me. No, the Emperor only makes you stop doing something when you slow down the crusade. If you're not slowing down the crusade, (laughs) you can do any weird thing you want. Like, you can skin people. You can hurl them off buildings for fun and then jump down and catch them. You can do a bunch of weird stuff. He's a real Bezos. He has, like, productivity goals for each of his legions kind of going through there. Mm-hmm. Um, the next notable one sticks out here, and, and Taylor, for, for someone who's worried about time, we're technically on book 19 at this point. Oh, here. my God. So, Holy like, if we, if we just moving. skip through, like, a whole bunch of unimportant ones here. You oh, skipped man, that was like a lot of Dark Angels books. It, Glad we skipped over Nemesis, too, because... It's the, well, I, let's go back to Nemesis. It's the oh, worst God, book by far. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, you have to skip. So you have to skip anything that has dark angels in it. Uh, objectively, agree to disagree, but okay. You, you cannot read the first dark angel book, like Descent to the Fallen or whatever, is like one of the worst books I've ever read. There's the part in that book where two seven-year-olds stand outside, perfectly still. They don't move one time in below freezing degree weather outside with no clothes on, no shoes, no jackets, and they stand there completely still for twenty hours. Please. <laughs> Seven-year-olds yeah, are not this pretty... powerful. Yet yeah, you didn't do that? I don't know. Maybe you're just not powerful. Yeah, you got me there. Man. These <laughs> millennials, Danny, they don't get it. I know. They just don't um, understand what outdoor recess was like for us. Yeah, I'm too Taylor, busy. Yeah? If you had the choice between reading Nemesis or having a single-day RTT where you played against nothing but AdMech all day, <laughs> which would you prefer to do? God, uh, am I better than the people playing AdMech? Does it matter at this point? No. If I if I get to be better than them, fine. I'll I'll do the RTT because let me tell you, man. Nemesis takes longer than an RTT, and it really just it sucks. It's not fun. I would prefer to not. I would simply Uh, prefer to not. Another one I I skipped over. Dude, you tried four times. 
I've never I tried to read that it. book four times. I could never get past the like the like the eighth chapter. It is yeah, I've, sitting I've in my um, e-reader, my uh, Kindle e-reader oh. that I bought in 2011. You? How? How? What's you that? You are a bad person. How? Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're tougher than those seven-year-olds that stood outside in the freezing temperatures for 20 Well, I didn't hours. say I read it. I'm saying it's sitting in my Kindle that I haven't what? used in years, and it's just there. It's oh, mere presence, it. even digitally, will corrupt you. So, like, you're you're like Frodo with the ring right now. Like, you got to hurl it into the fire at some point. And well, like, you might go. Thirdly, can we just can we like, like it's great to diss on Nemesis. Everyone knows that's a shitty book, but it's not as bad as The Furious Abyss. Agree. Yeah, agree. That's like um, the, one of the worst books I've ever read in my life. I with you. I have not finished even. I I've not even got like a third through for Furious Abyss. I, I, I can't do it. I uh, finished that. <laughs> disgusting. And, disgusting. and just to jump on in here, Tyler, thank you for staying up to like 3 a.m. bleeping out all of our F-bombs that we're throwing out here from, from all corners. <laughs> oh, we really oh, appreciate God. you for that. Oh, like no. furious um, this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make sure to bleep that for sure. <laughs> uh, so another one chat points out, though, I skipped over so uh, profusely is uh, First Heretic, which is... A phenomenal oh. heresy book. Yeah, I was uh, what say happens first in First Heretic? First Heretic is actually part of my now second favorite arc in the heresy. It's the first, the first Heretic, Betrayer, and then um, No No Fear, I feel, is like one of the strongest sections of the heresy in general at all. Um, it's the start of the... So First Heretic is mostly the word bears. There's some ultramarines in there. But this, the second one is... Um, hang on, we're not talking about that one right now. Um, so, okay. So we're at Monarchia. Everything is going great. We worship the Emperor real big. Uh, we think he's the coolest. We think Lorgar is the coolest. And the Ultramarines are here now. Oh, God. We're dying. Why? Oh, no, I'm dying. Um, the Ultramarines did give them a chance to leave. But, I mean, the thermonuclear fire only is merciful to s such a degree. Um, so the main human character gets her eyes burned out. Uh, which, you know, she looked... You mean you looked at the nuclear explosion. What do you want? Uh, but no Monarcha, eyes, obviously. Exactly. Monarchia is destroyed because Lorgar was taking too long. Uh, I know that the Emperor says that uh, as worship thing is is dumb. It's not the good. I'm not a god. Whatever. Eh. It's not really about that. It's because they're taking too goddamn long. Um, so he has the... Ult I don't know why he doesn't just have the Legio Custodes do this, but he has the Ultramarines censor um the homies the the word bears and understandably they're really not happy about that one they're really not having a good time um their most favorite thing in the world was you know bombed from orbit into dust so that's pretty cool uh they pick up oh god they pick up the aforementioned blind lady and then they go to cadia i don't know if it's called cadia at that point but it is cadia uh, they also have five completely incompetent custodian friends with them at that time. Custodians hadn't had their lore rewrite, so they weren't actual gods at that point. Uh, they were mostly just bigger marines. So they're chumps, is what I'm saying. Um, well, they get tricked. They do. And they probably but I mean, shouldn't have been able to be tricked like they are. There, there's only so much trickery I can believe for literally 50 years. Because um, this this book does take place, it starts 50 years before the start of the actual heresy, and the custodians are with them up until a point, right? Uh, up until they die, they get murdered. Yeah, yeah um, I was going to say basically the end of the book, right? So the, I I only really buy the getting tricked thing for so long. It's like it's actual years. Like they at one point in the book, it's revealed that the way that they're blocking their messages is they're they're taping astropaths to the engine and horribly torturing them with demons psychically, you know? So, I mean, if no one's responding, and they, I think they say they're doctoring the messages that come back, but I, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Anyway, uh, we go to Cadia and we sacrifice Magic. a custodian on, on a big spike. We put the custodian on the spike and the other custodians are like, why? How did he get there? And Lorgar's like, nah, it's, eh, they, they did it. Don't worry about so, it. Over there. <laughs> Those those regular humans over there did it. It's fine. These regular it. humans grabbed this nine foot tall superhuman golden god, yes, and impaled him on this spear ten feet yes. off the ground. Uh, don't examine his body, by the way. Don't don't look at his obvious bolter wounds, please. Just don't look at those. Um, <laughs> they have Argol Tall tell him that. Argol Tall is the main uh, viewpoint character of this book. 
Um, and he, the, he's the only word bearer that custodians trust, I guess. He's big friends with, I believe the commander's name is Quillon, but I feel like that's wrong. It's something like that. Napoleon might be Napoleon, but that, I know that's Velt or Spear. I don't know. Uh, so we, anyway, we put the big custodian on the big spike and he's like, Aah! and then one of the ladies over there becomes a demon prince, a demon princess, I suppose. Uh, and she's you. like, I will okay. show you the way to the heart of the gods. And so she takes Argotol and his best fr- bestest friends into the Eye of Terror, because, you know, Katie is right there, Lamau. Yep. Uh, and then she's like, look at this. This is, look at all this, this stuff is all in the past. Look at all the past stuff. And she shows him a vision of, uh, well, first she shows him, like, here's what happens if you don't follow the gods. And it's the, the Eldar all dying to Slanesh, like Lamau, that was Slanesh's fault, I don't know, whatever. Yep. Um, and then she takes him to the the basically the point where um, the Primarchs are scattered, and we have more context on that now. It's objectively not Argotol doing it; he's just seeing a, he's just experiencing a, a vision. But the, him making the choice to do it in the vision was integral to him getting possessed or whatever. So anyway, it's not it's not him doing it. Like the the Chaos Gods didn't actually teleport him into the past into that room, but. It's it's necessary. It's symbolic, you know, the warp. Um, so that happens. Uh, he sees the primaries get scattered. He gets he and all his bestest friends get possessed. They're now the Gal Vorbeck, uh, which are T five two wounds. They got rending. Uh, there were two really wounds cool. before two wounds was cool. They yep. were, yeah. And they can still take guns, like unlike regular regular possessed. And they can take a power fist. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're really cool. They're the the first possessed Marines, and they're super strong. They're they're incredibly powerful. And Argotol is the most powerful of them all because he's the leader man. Um, and his model, which just came out, looks so freaking cool. It's awesome. Like, my it's only, such an awesome model. My only weirdness with it is like the serrated sun thing is like still t- stapled to his chest, which is fine. I just think it's kind of funny. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah, could represent uh, your gang. To show the colors. I suppose, but like I don't know, <laughs> it could like move over here. It could, eh, whatever. Uh, so he talks to Lorgar and like, wow, Lor- and Lorgar is like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you saw what? You there's what inside of you right now? Oh my god! <laughs> so the, yeah. So then he starts Perfect. worshiping chaos. Yeah, for fun. Uh, he starts worshiping chaos. Uh, the they all fall to the they all fall to the chaos. They're chaos boys now. I don't remember the middle of the book. I might have just described Perfect. it, but really, I have no idea. Um, but at the end of the book, we the custodes they they discover the plot. They're like, "Oh, you guys have been chaos for like ten years now, and you had no idea." Oh, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> cringe, cringe, extremely Super not based. Cringe. Barry. So the um, the custodes are doing a bunch of custode stuff, and they get away, but then they get shot down. And then people are always like, "Oh, the Valvor could just beat the crap out of the custodes. They have no chance." In the fight where the Galvorback kill the custodes, there's three custodes and eleven Galvorback. So I mean, come on, you know, they're fine. The custodes are gonna die there. Uh, Argotol actually just bites off his best friend's head, which is which is cool. Amazing. Um, and but the best the best part of the book happens there as well, like the single best part of the book. And the, so there's this new custodian. He's only like 50 years old, and he's taken a vow of silence until he does something cool, essentially. Uh, at the very end of the book, uh, he it's it's him left, and he <laughs> he breaks his vow of silence to say, "I've always hated you." character i haven't talked about zaffin but i've always hated you zaffin he hurls his spear at him and takes him right in the chest and kills him he also then immediately dies but i mean it was cool it was really cool Um, but he broke his vow of silence for that like one thing that made literally no difference to the battle it was really baller i don't know i bet the entire time he was like we shouldn't trust these word bearer people but i'm gonna keep my vow of silence this whole time (laughs) he was like the one guy who was wise to it um just spoken up man Custodians are hyper intelligent, John. So of no, course he thought that. Hyper. <laughs> uh, no, no fear is the next one that stands out. It's kind of like a, a seminal, like classic in the Horus oh, Heresy, really? like a range. Over right? betrayer. I thought. Oh man, yeah. Okay. If no, no fear is next, then cool. 
So No No Fear is a follow up to the whoop book we just talked about. Betrayer is next, Danny. Betrayer is next. Uh, after oh, No really? No Fear. Does, does Betrayer yeah. happen? Does Betrayer come oh, out after? It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So, but uh, No No Fear is also really good. Uh, like a I'll have you all know, I have the Wikipedia open with the release oh, order right yeah. here, alphabetical, oh, as I yeah. say. Yeah, you know what's out of this I'm book? Gonna, yeah, I I don't like this book very much. Oh, really? Like, it's not my it's not my favorite. I I don't know, like Unremembered Empire. Like No No Fear is like so much worse than Unremembered Empire. True. Um, I like No No Fear for. Basically, the first half, I think the invasion. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think I the invasion. Yeah, the invasion part and like the unveiling of the invasion and like the the space battle part, I think are all really great. After that, I kind of fall asleep. But the first half of the book is just really great. Um, okay. Yeah, it it details the 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 word bearer invasion of Kalf, uh, one of uh, the most important worlds uh, to to Ultramar. Um, and they do the big ruin storm thing and they cut off off the galaxy and, you know, you know, standard stuff. Um, but yeah, that, uh, I don't really have anything much to say about that one other than like the first half is quality. Um, and I would recommend that, especially like the, the description of what's happening to all the void ships, uh, especially the ones that are being invaded yes. by demons is yeah. really just mm, very good. Big, uh, large, I good. I do like the scene where Gulliman is jumping around in space. The one from the art punching right. the heads off yep. of, of word bears in space. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, man, you don't have a helmet. That's how can you do this? Please stop. And he's like, man, I don't care. <laughs> uh, For podcast so listeners, cool. uh, Taylor punched the air and it made that yep. sound. I, I, I hit my hand. I have no, you're yeah, ruining I the. Oh god, the appeal. Yeah. God, the uh, oh no, no, you're right. I did the the mantis shrimp thing where I clacked my hand so hard I created a sun. Perfect. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. So moving forward, as Danny, you were saying here, uh, the next one sending out here is Betrayer. Yeah. Betrayer. Oh man, Betrayer. What a, good. What a book. Uh, it might be my favorite Harrison novel. I don't know though. That's, that's a tall order. There's some really good ones. It's really good though, man. It's awesome. It's about, uh, mostly about the world leaders, but also f features heavily the word bearers and uh, the ultramarines, of course, as right. they do this invasion of the 500 worlds. Yep. It mostly centers on, on one world for a while. I, mm -hmm. I know it's not at your mentor brain. Like I know, I know that's wrong. Armatura, got it. Oh, I'm so I'm so smart. Um, Thank you for the censorship. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, so it mostly takes place there, but yeah, it's it's about the word the world the word bears and the world eaters coming together, doing a big shadow crusade and making Gully Boy's life hard. Yep. Um, it is it is it is really great. It's one of my favorite heresy books. It's not my favorite anymore. I don't think. Uh, but it used to be for for a long time, um, honestly. Up until like the siege stuff started, I, I thought it was the best heresy book. Um, so I don't really want. Karn wanna... is great, right? Karn, like, yeah, Karn. Karn is awesome. He's, like he's the main character, obviously. You know, he's the titular character, right? Um, uh, and, and yeah, he's awesome in that book. Argotol and Karn have a buddy cop thing going yeah. on, uh, which is really fun to watch, especially yeah. from a chaos perspective because we don't really get that kind of stuff. So them just like being bros. Uh, is rad. It was cool. Yeah. Um, what we do, Taylor, it's in the Black Legion novels. <laughs> I will fight <laughs> you. He has no meaningful relationships with any of his brothers. It's so lame. I don't want to talk, oh. talk, talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it. So, you know what you do want to talk about, though, is Scars. Uh, the first book to really focus on oh. the, the oh, White Scars Oh, yeah. Obvious, God, I cool. am wrong. Scars is my favorite heresy book after yeah. after Betrayer. I love Scars. Um, Scars book. is the book that kind of like made people think about White Scars at all. Really, they didn't really <laughs> have much. They didn't really have much before that. Uh, and Chris Rate, I'm actually reading Warhawk right now, uh, and Chris Rate wrote that one as well, and he is just nailing it. Uh, Chris Rate nice. writes all the White Scar stuff, and it's it's so good. Uh, immense recommend. It's about um, basically. God Icon and the White Scars figuring out there's a heresy at all um, and what to do about that, what to think about that. Um, they own the Alpha Legion, which I'm always a fan of um, as the worst trade Legion. No, they did. 
I saw or it. I was, was there. It part of or, their plan? Or did they? No, I saw it. I was there. <laughs> they did a big spear formation, and the Alpha Legion was like, "Oh God, was happening so or, fast." Or they like, just <laughs> so as fast. we planned to be murdered so quickly, just as we planned to lose like half our blockade. Yes. And like um, in that novel, the Death Guard, I think, make a really excellent foil to the White Scars. They're like diametrically yeah. opposed fighting styles, which is really interesting. Right. I think I think like you said, they are a really cool foil. Um the they're they're a really good like opposing chapter or legion, I guess, whatever. Um mm-hmm. they don't show up a ton in that book. It's mostly in the end where they were Juggernaut and I, I was gonna say, I guess I guess you're right. I mean, between that and the thing on Prospero, that was in that book too, right? Yes, that w- that was when Jagadai and Mortarian have their big fight, mm-hmm. which is really good. I, th- I think, like I think, that. yeah. <laughs> For podcast Taylor- listener, Taylor is rubbing his hands together frantically uh, to no, show no. how White Scars and Death Guard fight. John, John, you're not describing it correctly. He's creating a, a shadow scene, like <laughs> yeah. And I can see the Primarchs fighting on the screen. It's incredible. Yeah, it's Podcast unbelievable. Listeners, yeah, if you are not joining us at 10 o'clock Eastern every Tuesday night <laughs> to see such wonderful shadow puppetry, Just are you even time. living? Um, moving on here. And again, Chad, let me know if I'm jumping any of the important ones here, but I don't think there are. Does anything exciting happen in Pharos apart from bringing in Tyranids to lose horribly no. uh, in the 40K no. setting? Yeah, no, I, I I like the Iron Warriors in that in that book. I I like that guy. I think he's cool. Um, but other than that, yeah. not really. He's old. He got shot by an aging beam, and that's fun. But other than yep. that, by the Harud, right? Yeah, the Harud. Oh, sorry. Thank and, you. Yeah, no problem. And then they shoot the they shoot Perturabo, and he's just walking through it like, man, <laughs> you think I age, <laughs> big nerd? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> I'm already a boomer. It doesn't matter. Um, and again, but I think what most people remember from Pharos is just like the one throwaway paragraph at the end where it's like, right. we did this one thing and like uh, someone said dinner time and Tyranids came. Uh, I think that's incredibly lame. I would prefer that the Tyranids, we, I would prefer we know nearly nothing about them, where they came from, their origins, what what they're attracted to at all, really. So I think that kind of sucks. and I just delete it from my brain. Like it doesn't exist for me at all. Um, totally fair. Um, uh, Praetorian of Dorne. Uh, Praetorian of Dorne is really good. It's yeah, like, good. like shoring up the, the Terran defenses. We see our first Primarch death. Or did we? We Second. did. No, we did. Second, or but yeah. did we? We did. Um, Praetorian. Praetorian. Oh, no, no, Praetorian. You got it. <laughs> Praetorian got there. Of Dorne, I think, is the Alpha Legion's <laughs> best novel. Mortarian um, of Dorne, yeah. Yeah, the more, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I think it's their best novel. I am biased. I hate the Elf Legion. I think they suck. Um, <laughs> so, All right. Just flatly, yeah. Um, I, I read Alpharius's Primark novel recently, and I the disdain only grows, man. I got, I got nothing. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Turns out that Alpharius has been living on Terra for 15 years or whatever. Who cares? Uh, they do a big infiltration. They infiltrate Terra 15 years ago, and then they leave. They they leave to go to Pluto for fun, to die. Uh, because I don't... You guys know Dorne. The wall. The living stoic man. Um, no. He's a fictional yes. character. I can't possibly no, sir, know. No. Personally, sir, I, I do know. I him, swear yeah. to God. Also, chat. Thank you for pointing out there was also a Primarch who lost his head uh, earlier in the Harrison. No, he's much, fine. Much earlier. No, he's, no, he's fine. fine. You, won't, you won't besmirch his beautiful name. Yeah, he's totally fine. He's gonna sh- he's gonna show up as the headless Primarch of the Legion of the Dam. Just you wait. Oh, anyway, man, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's gonna oh, be so bad. He's gonna ride a big bike like Ghost Rider. It's gonna be yeah, cool. dude. It's, oh, gonna, it's gonna be, be so bad. bad. No, <laughs> don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> master not, of mankind. I'm not wishing first... anything. It's objectively correct. Oh, master of mankind is the first story that objectively shows the majority um, of the viewpoints of the emperor and people around the emperor. Talk to us right. about Master of Mankind. Mastermind Ken is pretty cool. Um, I really like the Sisters of Silence. I think they're the, probably the coolest faction in 40k. Uh, so seeing a lot of them 
is is really good. I liked it a lot. But it's about um, Draknayan, uh, who is Abadam's sword for those. Yeah. Uh, but this is when he wasn't a sword. He was just he was just a big demon man. He was um, just murder. Yeah, he was the concept of murder itself, which is pretty metal, uh, frankly. Um, it's not clear if he's aligned to any one god. I don't think he is, personally. Yeah, uh, I agree. He's just like a... he's Instead of... He's allied to chaos, but instead of being like a chaos thing, he's he's fundamental. He's like a small chaos god, which I think is rad. Um, chaos Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Each Archibald Chaos Duke. I don't know. Um, Earl so, Chaos. So this is about the Secret War, uh, and this this book is to hey guys, what's the Custodes doing the entire heresy? It was this. Uh, they were fighting demons. And they all died, all of them. All of them <laughs> down to... They lost 9 out of 10 custodians, which is not a good murder rate, for sure. So, I love so, when like custodians wake up, they're like, hey, here are your two options. You yeah. can go fight an eternal war in the web way and yes. die. Like, oh, I don't okay. want to do that. What's my other option? Uh, be fooled by word bearers, like, thousands of miles away and die. <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, Man, damn, I'll... these are both great options. I'll take the secret war. That stuff is lame. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, um, only five people chose the other one yeah lame option so true. Uh, but yeah so nine out of ten of them die which is not a good kd ratio um but they eventually have to pull out uh like titans are there the world eaters got in there somehow uh i don't know um Drachnian possesses a whole titan at one point that's cool um yeah. And then, uh, so they're all losing, they're all dying. And then the emperor, like, he just gets off his throne. And he's like, I'm here and I'm gold. And he does a big psychic flame. And then Ferris Manus is there. And that's why Ferris Manus is going to be the Legion of the Damn guy. It's because he was yep, right there. You know, I saw him. He was right there. And he was on fire. Um, exactly. And they do yeah. a big cleanse Great. of the webway. Yeah. And then uh, Draknion is also there. And he's like, I'm the end of empires. That's what my name means. And he stabs the emperor a bunch of times with himself. Uh, and then the emperor uh, <laughs> grabs him and pulls him out of himself, and then he's then he's the sword dragon, and he stabs him into the main custody character, whose name is Raw. And he's like, "Hey, Raw, just leave. I need you to go, like go that way and just not stop. Just, just do a big run." And so Raw does that. Uh, Imagine if take, your boss stabbed you off. and I was like, "Get up." Listen, I'm going to put the very concept of murder in your abdomen, and I'm going to need you to take off. You're going to need to take the rest of the day off. I really don't think you're thinking about the rest of the team if you're not doing this. Can you run this over for me? (laughs) Uh, Um, That's cool. Can I say something about this book? Like, There's this scene where Drachnion is hunting down the uh, the Cybernetica clade uh, in the webway. And it is so rad to like see this like just the like the manifestation of murder like like secretly like kind of creep up on all these admech things to like just totally take them apart. It was so awesome. I really like the scene where he's possessed the Ark Magos and he's got her big beam cannon and he's uh, shooting it at the spaces where he can't see anything because that's where the Sisters of Silence would be. Oh, that's nice. like, yeah, that's like how he gets around their their null aura. I thought that was cool. Uh, I also thought it was awesome. cool with with the the scene where the Ad, Admac just decide to leave. They're like, "We're out, peace out." Um, there's a bunch of scenes of Skitari going through the webway and like them all horribly dying or just ending up in a craft world, which I thought was cool. Like <laughs> they just took really they just took way people. Yeah, they just took a left turn and oh man, we're on. This is weird. That's a pizza <laughs> and that. <laughs> That's a that's a big wreath, man. That's strong. And then the the very last book of the True. Horse Heresy series before it transitions to Asijatera uh, was the Buried Dagger. Oh, oh yeah, Buried Dagger is awesome. Yeah, that's a great book. My uh, personal that, favorite. That's the book where we see Mortarion, not Mortarion. Well, yeah, Mortarion's fall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Mortarion's fall and Typhus's fall. Uh, and the fall of the Death Guard into what we know them as today as the Plague Marines. Um, it gives a lot of backstory. It's, a lot of it is on Barbarous. Um, yeah. Like what Mortarion was doing, what the Death Guard were doing, like his struggle to get to his father. That's just a that's a quality book. That book is awesome. Um, I especially like the part at the end where Typhus becomes Typhus. Like he, he takes the Destroyer Plague into himself. Mortarion is like, yeah, I've had enough. And he puts his whole scythe 
into into Typhus's chest, and Typhus just kind of looks at it. And he's like, "Yeah, man, that's that's not going to be good enough this time." And he just pulls it out, uh, and then you know, Mortarion sees God. So that's cool. <laughs> it's a real yep. religious experience. Yeah. Uh, those are all of all of the books in the Siege of Terra. Uh, yeah, true. I was going to say the one thing that I was going to ch- quickly chat. We're, we're heading to time here. I wanted to touch on one thing that chat's bringing up as another great book would be Vulcan Lives. Um, Taylor, no. Danny, give your thoughts real quick on Vulcan <laughs> Lives. No, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the Salamanders aren't in the heresy. I don't know why the writers decided to make this choice, but they're not written about it at all. There are no books that mention the Salamanders at all in the heresy. It's really weird. Dude, I'm telling you, it's because Nick Kime runs Black Library. Mm. He's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's there's one good scene for Vulcan. There's one, and it's not sure. the hammer scene. The hammer scene is fine. It's the scene where uh, Vulcan has to hold up the, the blocks that are about to crush all the civilians. And, like, he can't win that fight. He can't succeed here, but he... He tries as hard as he can regardless. I think that scene is really cool. Um, yeah. That's the that's literally the only good thing I have to say about any Salamander book at all in the heresy. It's over at that point. It's done. Taylor famously hates Salamander books. He's been <laughs> over this many times. Many times. He does not enjoy yeah. lizards. Uh, terrarium's not his thing whatsoever. I think lizards are sick as hell, frankly, oh, sir. Yeah. Well, I think only edge lords have pet reptiles, so that's fair. <laughs> that's real fair. And if you yeah. think we're talking about you, then you are right, I Taylor. Yeah, what's up? You did it. Like, I if have... anyone leaves here more confused about the Horus Heresy than they came, then that's they did the it wrong, and they need to that's download and listen to this podcast on Twitch, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Spotify, oh. everywhere else, all of the different mediums. Uh, in order to get, I see those eye rolling, Danny. You know what I'm going for here. I appreciate you. No, I know exactly. I know exactly what you're going for. It was a flawless transition. I'm really flawless, flawless transition as always. Uh, we are all caught up in the horse heresy now, and we can't wait for the lore bros to be back at 100% strength as opposed to the 99% strength that we're at right now. Um, to talk about the Siege of Terra and the first book, which I'm very excited about, which focuses on Uranus a lot. Don't, um, Taylor, don't smile. He said the exact same thing about Tanner. So, like, awesome. <laughs> this just is my little secret way to prove that no one listens or watches to this. So, that, that, that's fine. It, it works. <laughs> Got him. Um, perfect. Well, guys, that has been our show. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on here. Danny, thank you for keeping me honest and, and not letting me forget about Betrayer and several other great books. Oh, uh, sorry. I just therapy. get excited. Um, real quick before we go, Taylor, your top two heresy books. Danny, your top two heresy books, starting with Taylor. For me, it's Saturnite and Scars. Like, that's not hard at all. Heresy. We're going to Siege Terror is going to be a different one. Oh, uh, I cry. Um, that's going to be Scars and Betrayer then. Yeah. Scars and Betrayer. Danny? Scars and Betrayer. Oh, man. Taylor's going to hate me. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's Betrayer and Prince of Crows. <laughs> Okay, I'm reading that book right now, and he's just the Joker in space. It's not cool. It's it's not exciting. It's not fun to read. He's just like INTJ smiling at people. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. you. You're talking to me, bad old man. I'll cut your skin off. It sucks. And if you guys needed a better sell to go buy Prince of Crows from Black Library, Taylor gave you an amazing one of just being a Joker Space Marine. I mean, half of you want to be that anyway. That's okay. And now you can live it through this book. Um, Next week on Grim After Dark, we are super excited, Danny, to to welcome a frontline gaming overlord. And I guess technically our boss, uh, Reese Robbins, is going to come on. Uh, He is back to the network after solely handling signals from the frontline for years. Um, to kind yeah. of talk about his hobby, all the events that Frontline is, is going to be running. And we'll be going into Frontline Gaming Community this week to give you guys a chance to ask your questions, uh, free and some edited, uh, directly to Reese. So he will be on <laughs> next Tuesday night. But as for tonight, uh, you guys know all about the Horse Heresy now. You know all about Taylor. You know all about Danny. Um, and we want to thank everyone who tuned in for the live show, everyone who's listening to us wherever good podcasts are found. Um, and if you want to see us with Reese, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. <laughs>